Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast aimed at intermediate to advanced level English learners. Coffee is in jeopardy. As the world's temperatures increase and the climate changes, it is becoming more and more difficult to grow coffee. For farmers, cafes, and coffee drinkers around the world, this is terrible news. In this episode of Thinking in English, let's talk about the issue of coffee and discuss a potential solution to the problem. But first, why not follow the Thinking in English Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, or the link is in the description. And you definitely should look at our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog, for all transcripts and bonus content. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. To afford, or can afford. To have enough money or time to buy, keep, or do something. As in, I don't know how he can afford a new car. Accustomed, accustomed. Familiar with something. For example, I quickly became accustomed to the taste of beer. To brew, to brew. If you brew tea or coffee, you add boiling water to it to make a hot drink. And if it brews, it gradually developed flavour in the container in which it was made. For instance, he brewed us some coffee. Barely. Barely. This adverb is used to describe the smallest amount or by the smallest amount. As in, she was barely 15 when she won her first world championship. Enthusiast. Enthusiast. An enthusiast is a person who is very interested in and involved with a particular subject or activity. For example, he is a keep fit enthusiast. Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Jeopardy means in danger of being damaged or destroyed. For example, the lives of thousands of birds are in jeopardy as a result of the oil spill. Elevation. Elevation. The height of a place above the level of the sea. As in, the crop is not grown at high elevations. Yield. Yield. A yield is an amount of something positive, such as food or profit, that is produced or supplied. For example, 
crop yields have risen steadily. To crossbreed. To crossbreed. To cause a plant or animal to breed with another plant or animal of a different type, in order to produce a new type of plant or animal. For example, Asian pears are a variety developed by crossbreeding pears and apples. Over the last year, lockdowns and quarantines have forced people to change their habits and major parts of their lives. In particular, with many group activities and indoor venues closed, a lot of people have had to find new hobbies. Some people have started exercising every day. A few of my friends have started baking and cooking food from around the world. In fact, I've just ordered a Taiwanese cookbook because I've missed eating food from that part of the world. My mum has started knitting, and my grandparents have been doing a lot of puzzles. For me, there have been two new interests in my life. The first is wristwatches. Before the pandemic, I owned one wristwatch, which was a present, I think, for my twenty-first birthday. Now I have about seven, all with strange or unique features. I'm not rich, unfortunately, so most of my watches I have collected are cheap and second-hand from the internet. I particularly like watches made in the Soviet Union, as they often have fascinating and original designs. And hopefully, over the next few years, I'll be able to afford more expensive models from Japan, and if I'm lucky, Switzerland. My second new interest is coffee. I grew up in a family that drank a lot of tea, and I never even tried coffee. Until I was in my second year of university, there was a Starbucks in the main university library, and one day, when I was incredibly tired writing an essay, I finally decided to force myself to drink a cappuccino. The first time I tasted coffee, I thought it was disgusting, but because I wanted the caffeine boost, I kept drinking the beverage. Gradually, I became accustomed to the flavor, and started to drink stronger coffees with less milk. By the time I was living alone in London a few years later, I was drinking two or three coffees a day. However, I didn't care what type of coffee I was drinking. As I mentioned before, my family was. And still is a tea-drinking family. Growing up, we never had a coffee machine or the right equipment to brew coffee. Therefore, I never learned how to make a coffee myself. Instead, if I wanted to make coffee at home, I would use cheap instant coffee. The pandemic, however, has caused all of this to change. YouTube. As you all probably know, will often recommend you unexpected videos. A few months ago, a video by a creator called James Hoffman popped up in my recommendations, 
and I decided to watch. He is a champion coffee maker. That's right. There are coffee brewing championships around the world. And he is probably the biggest coffee-based YouTuber on the platform. His passion when he spoke about the coffee, the interesting stories of the beans he used, and the scientific methodology he used to brew his drinks really interested me. After searching through my parents' cupboards, I found an old French press or cafetiere that had been barely used, and I followed James Hoffman's recipe to make delicious coffee. Although I don't have much equipment at the moment, I definitely plan to invest in some different ways to brew coffee when I'm living by myself again. So, now that I am interested in coffee, I have more interest in reading coffee-related articles, and a few I have read recently shocked me. So, for the rest of this episode, I want to talk about how the coffee industry is in danger, and how we can save it from the dangers of global warming. Although I'm a new coffee enthusiast, I'm really quite late to the trend. Coffee is a multi-billion dollar industry, with roughly 100 million farmers in tropical countries growing the beans. According to the British Coffee Association, in the UK alone, 95 million cups of coffee are drunk every single day. Worryingly, for these people, the future of coffee is in jeopardy. Although there are hundreds of types of coffee growing in the wild, the consumer market is dominated by only two types, Coffea Arabica and Coffea Canifora. Arabica coffee comes from the highlands of East Africa and grows best at temperatures between 18 and 22 degrees Celsius. Coffea Canifora is usually called Robusta and it comes from lower elevations in West and Central Africa and struggles to flourish at temperatures above 24 degrees. You can probably see the issue here. Coffee, which is grown in tropical countries, only grows in a narrow range of temperatures, which means that the entire industry is threatened by climate change. As the world gets hotter, it becomes increasingly difficult to grow coffee. As I mentioned, there are hundreds of different varieties of coffee growing in the wild, and many grow at warmer temperatures compared to Canifora and Arabica. Unfortunately, even though these different varieties might be able to cope with climate change, the majority are unsuitable for consumers. In fact, it was once thought that every other type of coffee tasted worse, had smaller beans and lower yields. The future of coffee looked bleak. Then, a discovery in the UK's Royal Botanic Gardens has suggested there may be a solution. Dr Aaron Davis and his colleagues of researchers have rediscovered a type of wild coffee which tastes good and can grow at high temperatures. 
instead of looking to modern technology and innovations. The researchers instead found a paper written nearly 200 years ago by George Don, a Scottish botanist, which described a coffee species from the lowland hills of Sierra Leone. This coffee is known scientifically as Coffea stenophylla and has a flavour similar to Arabica coffee and most importantly still grows in parts of Guinea, Sierra Leone and the Ivory Coast that have temperature ranges between 24 degrees and 26 degrees. In fact, Stenophylla was actually farmed in those countries until the 1920s when it was replaced by other types as they had higher yields. Over the last 100 years, the world gradually forgot about Stenophylla. Over the last few months, the group of researchers set out to test the coffee. They arranged a taste testing competition involving 18 professional coffee tasters who assessed a group of samples that included each of the three types of coffee. And, perhaps surprisingly, Stenophylla performed quite well. In fact, all of the results suggested that Stenophylla does taste like Arabica coffee. It is the only other type of coffee that can rival the major two in flavour. Even more importantly, it can grow at higher temperatures than either Arabica or Canephora. This leaves the coffee world with two possible opportunities. The coffee industry needs to change, and Stenophylla can do this. One opportunity is to start growing the rediscovered coffee type itself. Farms around the world could begin to replace their existing plants. However, earlier in the podcast, I said that Stenophylla used to be farmed until the 1920s. The reason it stopped was because of, of low yields. And this will probably still be an issue for the farmers. Basically, compared to the two major types of coffee, one Stenophylla bush will likely produce less coffee overall for the same amount of space, time and work. And therefore, coffee will probably become more expensive if, if this is the path they choose. Option two is to mix or crossbreed the rediscovered coffee with the major coffees. The aim would be to take the yield from Arabica coffee and the heat tolerance from Stenophylla and create a super coffee. So here is today's final thought. This episode of Thinking in English has introduced one of the major problems facing the coffee industry and explored a possible solution. The rediscovery of Coffea Stenophylla offers hope to coffee farmers, cafe owners and coffee roasters and coffee drinkers. Now, you might be thinking right now, I don't like coffee, so I don't care. Well, coffee is not the only product at risk from climate change and global warming. So many of the world's plants and crops can only grow in certain temperature ranges. Chocolate, wine, fruit and vegetables are all at risk. Many of these industries 
have been looking at new inventions and innovations to solve the potential future problems. Coffee, instead, shows that maybe we can look to other varieties of crops in the wild or to the history of the product's cultivation. What do you think? Thank you for listening to today's episode of Thinking in English. Please share with your friends, check out our social media links in the description and send us a message. We really appreciate all of your feedback. And if you have any ideas for topics or future podcast guests or any other learning format, please let us know. And please leave me a rating. We're now on Instagram. I'm sure you've already seen it, but go there, check it out. Lots of good content about vocabulary, pronunciation and grammar. And Instagram is a great way to contact me. Uh, it's Thinking in English podcast on Instagram or the link is in the description. Also, all of the transcripts of the podcast are now available on the Thinking in English blog. Um, vocabulary list, comprehension questions and all of the articles are there for you to read. Um, that link is also in the description. So please check it out too. Thank you and see you next time.